What's up, Magic fans? This is Mackenzie Thurkill of the Orlando Magic in Fox Sports, Florida, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from my favorite guys across the pond at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Geraint, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! Hey Magic fans, welcome to this episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the podcast from the Orlando Magic UK. As always, I'm joined by Geraint Jones and Mikey Clark. Mikey, how's it going, buddy? All right, mate, thank you. And yourself? Good, man. You, got, you boys all, recovered? All good, all good. All good. Geraint, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, a little bit tired uh, today. We had a long day, but I'm sure we'll get to that later on. Yeah, how was, how was the uh, 5K for you, mate? Yeah, um... I've been, what, I, I didn't do much training. Uh, I probably went out three times in the last two weeks or so. Uh, I did. I was able to shave nearly two minutes off my uh, personal best. So uh, very Good happy man. with that time. Good man. And we are also joined this week by a special guest, uh, public address announcer for the Lakeland Magic, Hank Taylor. Hank, also part of uh, the G League bubble. And uh, you were PA announcer for Orlando Pride, I believe, as well. So, welcome. Thanks for joining us. How are things? Oh, things are great. Things are great here in Central Florida. It's a beautiful day for those who did the 5K. Um, It was a a great day for that. Um, I did not personally, but uh, it it was a beautiful day here. Uh, it 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 was awesome. And you know what, we were going to come to the 5K in a bit, but I'll do it now. Because <laughs> that's just made me laugh you saying about it being a beautiful day. I've done that 5K today in wind, driving wind, constant snow and hail. It was absolutely horrendous to be running it. Miserable. Awful. Absolutely miserable. I thought when I signed up that doing the Orlando Magic 5K, that it would also include Orlando weather. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it, it was good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed taking part. My daughter did it with us. Um, Mikey, how did yours go? Uh, I, I got the missus to do it for me instead. <laughs> <laughs> somebody there, wussed, somebody wussed out because they've got a slight niggle of the calf. I've had a calf strain for over four <laughs> weeks now. So, um, <laughs> says the, the bloke who missed says the bloke who missed last week's podcast because of concussion. Yeah, we need to come on to that in a minute as well. <laughs> the problem is, well, right? The problem is, you get into your thirties. I'm 34 now, and I still think I can train like I'm 24. And you go too hard, and then yeah, my calf went about four odd weeks ago, and I'm just being being a big wuss. So I thought I'd jib out. Be- I'll post. I'll, I'll do it when my calf's good, and I'll post that up. So, um. I'll still get on and do it, don't worry. But I did 28k on the bike in an hour earlier. So I've done something today. Yeah. Yeah. That's the motorbike Great. though, wasn't it? The motorbike, yeah. <laughs> Moped. <laughs> Little hairdryer. So, so as uh, Hank, I'll, uh, as you just said, I've, I missed last week's podcast. We do this each week. Um, and I will tell you the story of how I ended up missing the podcast last week because somebody is a danger to themselves. Um, Walking through our house, I opened the living room door into my nose, for God knows how, and managed to break my nose. Um, so that left me, should we say, a little bit woozy. Um, sure. <laughs> around four hours later, I'm in the kitchen and bang my temple onto the uh, cooker extractor uh, hob. And... Uh, 
I've I left myself with concussion. I was walking around in circles for a week. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> what the girls not... haven't told you, Paul, is that Heather or Joe was on the other side of that door. Whack. Right. <laughs> and, then you, and then when your head was near the hood of the cooker, whack. They're not telling you that. Honestly, how, how I can be such a danger to myself. I mean, both objects. One, I don't know how you open the door onto yourself. I mean, I know I've got a ridiculous-sized nose, That's but even so, that is some pretty... Yeah, exactly. My feet are longer than my nose, so it should not have happened, but there we go. But we have, we've <laughs> so, heard a lot about it. So you're saying I'm a worse. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> eh? Oh, Wait, a little bit I'm, of concussion. <laughs> I actually, I actually blamed it for my time today as well. I've, I've had to run within beside, within within inside myself. I've been very careful about yeah. it. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? Um, credit to uh, Mikey's wife Becky, though she did a superb time. In fairness to yeah. her, um, having yeah. only trained, you know, a couple of weeks. So uh, props to her. And I've been moaned at ever did. since. <laughs> <laughs> so. So Hank, uh, first of all, mate, we love the shirt. As I said earlier, that is a fantastic shirt. Really like yeah. that. Really like that. Very, very jealous of that one. Very good. <laughs> but mate, would you mind uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, so as everybody get, gets to know you a little bit? What's involved with the uh, the the job that you do? Yeah. So uh, I'm the public address announcer for for Lakeland. Um, I've been with them now all four seasons that they've been in Lakeland. Um, so it's, uh, I have a streak of 80 home games, haven't missed one. Uh, and so I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of G league basketball. Um, even if you include the one, the, the magic home games that we had in, in the bubble. Uh, but uh, a little bit about me, I'm, I'm 28 years old, uh, this year. And, uh, I've been announcing for doing public address for 14 of my 28 years. So I had this realization earlier that that's something I've done half my life. And there's not very many things that I've done for half my life, but that is one of those things. Um, but I, so I, I started doing that when I was in high school. Um, a great story on how I got started. I was in a television production class, my ninth grade year, my first day of high school. Um, I, uh, I, walk, I, I walked in, uh, I uh, instantly hit it off with the teacher. My, my birth name is actually Henry, but he sort of declared that he was gonna call me Hank. And that was what I what he was I was going to go by in, in his class. And that first day of class, we did we were doing sort of like an overview. We had a, a great a, a great TV studio, um, lots of stuff. So we were doing sort of like an overview of everything. And one of the things we had to do was to um, read lines to, to the camera. We were doing like a talent exercise. So uh, I did this talent exercise. I have background in, in, in theater and other things. So I, I did pretty well on, you know, reading and delivering this line to the camera that he kept me after class and said, hey, uh, you did a really good job on that. Have you, are, are you looking for a job? Because we need, a, we need an announcer for our high school athletics program. And I was like, okay. I had no idea, not something that I ever even thought that I wanted to do. But I had said, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. And he was like, cool, come back here during lunch. We'll walk up to the office and we'll meet with the athletic director. We'll have an interview and we'll see if we can get you started. So I did that. I went did this interview with the athletic director and their assistant. And they were like, all right, we want, we, we want to use you. Can you stay after school today for a high school volleyball game? And I was like, well, I, I mean, I was like 14 years old. So I was like, yeah, I mean, let's, let's do it. So I had to call my mom and I had to be like, mom, I have to stay after school today because I got a job, not because I got in trouble or anything. <laughs> um, 
so that was uh so so that was fun to be able to start i started making uh i started at 30 dollars a game i was on cloud nine when i was 14 years old making 30 dollars a game doing three games a day at some point so i was making almost 100 dollars a day i was like i'm gonna get to buy every video game that i want all the food that i want go go have the nice lunch instead of the school lunch i was just it was awesome but i started doing started in volleyball ended up adding some basketball i was on the wrestling team so i did some wrestling as well um worked my way up through all four years of high school eventually i got a chance to do pretty much everything that there was at the high school level then when i was going off to uh college and was going down to lakeland actually lakeland was where i went to school uh, so I reached out to the school that I was going to ahead of time and say, Hey, I have this experience and here's references and, you know, a reel and all that. Is this something that you guys have a need for when I come down here? So started doing it there as well. Um, I, I did all this, all the same things, basketball, volleyball, some baseball, some soccer, um, softball, did a little bit of everything. Um, at the end of my bachelor's degree after four years, um, they liked me so much. They wanted to keep me on as a graduate assistant and give me a master's to keep having me continue to, to announce for the university. So I stayed, I announced there for six years. Um, they were just about to add a football, American football, right when I was about to graduate and it was a big deal. And so I got to do the first two years of that, uh, of that football program, which was really exciting too. Um, but then after school was over, I kind of thought, well, that maybe is the the end of my run into my career 10 years that sounded great and I would do a couple of things here and there um, post-graduation but never really got uh, nothing really too consistent I would go back down to Lakeland to do a couple of high school level things uh, but then they announced that they were bringing the they were bringing the G League to Lakeland mm -hmm. and I was ecstatic I was full I was I was so excited and one of my friends who worked for the worked for the university and worked for the basketball program there um, had joined the Magic and was going to join the Lakeland Magic as one of the first um, as one of their first staff, one of the first ticket sales guys that they had. So he was sort of able to help get me in front of them early to say, "Hey, if we're looking for an announcer, this is who we want to try to get." So I actually went down and interviewed and auditioned before they had ever publicly posted that they were looking for someone, and uh, locked it down at that point. So, awesome. uh, so the, yeah, then got started. So this is, that was four years ago, just finished the fourth season with them this year. That's kind of how that, I got, how I got started and all that. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll talk to you a bit more about everything that you do as we, as we progress. We, yeah. we'll start with a, uh, roundup of the magic news, um, Orlando magic, I should say, cause we've obviously got representation for both this week. Um, so we'll start with the Orlando magic injury list. Uh, there's no change with Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz. Uh, obviously we're going to see nothing different for a time to come. Uh, we have Otto Porter out with a footish ish, yeah, put my teeth in, a foot issue. And Kareem Mane has been out with a hamstring injury. That's kept them both out this week. Other than that, we have nothing there um orlando magic have also signed devon kennedy to 10-day contract uh and are rumored also to be signing robert franks to a 10-day now both have been integral parts of the lakeland magic so hank how does it feel to see them progress into the nba and how do you think they'll do with the opportunity they've got that 
I I love those two. If you had to ask me my two favorite players from this season, it was it was them, one and two. Um, Robert Franks uh, is really probably the most versatile player on that Lakeland team this year. He does a little bit of everything, and he does it really, really well. Um, he can shoot, but he's big enough that he's, he can get up there and dunk with the best of them. Uh, he's got great ups. Devin, uh, really, really awesome. He has this he has this level of maturity that I think that he brings and this tenacity that I think is really good. Very versatile guard as well. He, he does really well sort of in both spots, and we saw him play very, very on-ball heavy and off-ball heavy this year. So he really did – He the, both of those guys really did do a lot. Um, very in, integral part of, of that team and the success that they were able to have um, winning the championship this year. Gee, I'm sure I remember you saying something about um, when we saw Robert Franks playing with the Magic in uh, Summer League a couple of years back, how impressed you were with him then. I'm sure it was yourself. Yeah, sure yeah. Yeah, just what Hank just said, you know, he's versatile, uh, does the little things that, you know, don't appear in the box score. Um, so a very handy guy to have. So it's nice for him to be able to have an opportunity uh, in these, what, 20 games left just to show what he can do. Um, so the Magic really need to use these 20 games just to see if you can unearth those, you know, diamonds in the rough. And, you know, being a G League champion, um, you know, he knows how to win. So... Let's give him an opportunity and see what see what he can do. And gee, whilst you're talking, I'm going to ask you as well uh, your opinion on us waving, uh, Kem. What do you think that does for the team? Yeah, it's it's a little disappointing. I mean, um, there was talk of you know trade deadline moving him on, so there was obviously nothing there. Uh, but he's been you know a very reliable service um, serviceable backup um, big to. Um, Vucevic and uh, the Magic Corps for the last four years um, came in unearthed by, um, you know, Jeff Weltman uh, and John Hammond, and he's done a sterling job. You can't, you can't really ask more from him uh, for what he was asked to do. Uh, he's been solid. You knew that when he was on the floor, he was giving it 110%. Uh, you, you see the screens he set, the offensive rebounding this season. Uh, he's worked on his jump shot. So I'm a little bit sad to see him go. Uh, but with that, I understand it. And the opportunity for Wendell Carter Jr. and for Mo Bamba to get increased minutes. Um, although I did have a bit of a panic yesterday when Bamba had that little injury in the second quarter. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, my God, we've only got Wendell left. So, um, no, uh, it was the right move. And, you know, you wish him the best. And you hope that he succeeds. There's rumours he's going to Toronto. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him go to Brooklyn and possibly get a ring. But, um, you know, he, he, he deserves deserves the best um, and wish him very well. Yeah. There's two you things, said... G. Sorry, I was just going to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, go not Mike, Tam- go. it's not Toronto, it's Tampa. Uh, That's exactly just, what I was just going to Just to wind you up. <laughs> it's not Tampa. <laughs> and I also want to ask Hank, I don't know if Paul was going to ask this, your opinion on Birch, because he's somebody that uh, developed yeah. for us in the G League, playing for for Lakeland. What what did you think to to Kem in the time that you saw him, Hank? Oh, Kem was was one of my favorites early on, and he probably is the the best Lakeland Magic success story that we have yeah. so far. Um, he was the nicest guy, always always a great presence and 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 a great personality to be around. Um, he and he really came into his own there in. Uh, in in the G League, 
Um, he put together some some great outings, some great dunks. His highlights are, are some of the best. And when he got a chance to um, play his way into a into a contract, that's something we were all so so ecstatic about. So excited to be able to see him, you know, continue represent Lakeland and represent us uh, up at the up at that level. He really was uh, he, he really was awesome. And uh, him going to Tampa slash Toronto um, <laughs> is, is very bittersweet. Uh, that's it's really bittersweet, but um, it is sort of a homecoming for him. He does does play with the Canadian national team, um, so him getting a chance to go ahead and and be um, be involved in that organization, I'm sure, is something that he's excited about. So we're all, we wish him all the best. He's he's awesome. He's earned every opportunity he gets. He's not been given anything. Yeah. He's earned it. And fair play to the man. I should tell you, Hank G is a big Tampa fan of uh bolts and uh, uh That's know, right. yeah there we go yeah there we go help me out because <laughs> my, my knowledge of american sport starts and ends with basketball it's uh that's where it goes that's where it is with me so yeah um yeah so the games we've had two games since we recorded last um we lost to washington 131 116 Excellent scoring from the bench. Um, Ross led the way with 24. Uh, Cole Anthony returned, knocking in 13 points and seven rebounds coming from the bench. And uh, Mo gave us a really solid night with 19 points. RJ Hampton put, put in 14 points as well. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. led the starters with 15. Um, and then we played Indiana last night, uh, where we lost 111-106. Ross led all scorers with 24 points. Mo Bamber again weighed in with some good points, 14. Uh, and I also thought Wendell Carter Jr. gave Sabonis a really tough game. Um, Gary Harris made his magic debut. Uh, so, Mikey, first of all, thoughts on young Mr. Cole Anthony's return? I love that kid. He's got such a yeah. great attitude. <laughs> I love the tenacity he plays with. Um yeah, uh, was it the Indiana game, which was his first game back? His first few minutes on the floor, uh, he was he was putting up buckets all over the place. Yeah, it was Washington, um, mate. It was Washington? Oh, Washington. Sorry. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he's he's been inefficient the, the first two games back, but that's to be that's to be expected. Having sat out for the last couple of months, not playing. Um, but yeah, I, I tweeted it out. It's a breath of fresh air having him back. I loved his post game interview. Um, so he, again, we get to enjoy watching him the rest of the way and watching him amongst all the other young kids develop between now and the end of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first three buckets, he hit all three shots, didn't he? His yeah. first three. Um, and some really good handles for the driving, uh, dunk that he dropped. Yeah. There were some really good handles. Uh, very, very impressed. What about, uh, Gary Harris's debut then, Mikey? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think it was... It was, a, it was a good outing for him. Um, I think I think the management are going to be a bit cautious in, in giving him his minutes. I think he played 17 or 18 minutes last night. So uh, there's no rush bringing him along, um, but he's going to be a good veteran along with Otto Porter. Um, hopefully he's one of those players we probably want to keep going into next season because he's, he's one of those solid players who knows the league in and out um, that the young players can, can learn from. Um, Hopefully he can refind his scoring touch, which is something that's gone missing for him the last couple of years. But um, yeah, it was a good, good first outing. He looked good in the uh, new, the new jerseys, the new um, yeah. turn jerseys, which I love. Um, so yeah, all good, all good for me. What do you think about the shorts, Mikey? 
Oh, don't get me started on that star. <laughs> Hank, I don't know if you've noticed on the shot. Oh, right. You've noticed. I'm not the only I one then. <laughs> Honestly, it just does not it play well me. for Mikey's OCD. No. It really doesn't. It, every time that the earned, earned is mentioned, we get a, if it's in our talk group, if it's, in, if it's on Twitter, time. whatever, every single time Mikey has to respond about the wonky star on the shorts. So funny. So on, funny. On, on our magic. I, Sorry, Hank. Oh, I went into my, I went into my Twitter DMs and I saw I had a, a message from Mikey. I was like, I hope I didn't say anything wrong about the star. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 so, Hank, do you get to, do you get to watch the Orlando Magic a lot? I do. I, I love tuning into their games, and I've been to a handful um, here uh, in person this year, which has been awesome. Um, love getting a chance to go go watch them in person whenever I can, um, but always try to catch them on TV. I have a league pass, so I try to you know stay up to date with a little bit of everything going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, love love getting a chance to watch Orlando. Love Cole getting back. Um, love seeing what Wendell's been able to do so far. Uh, so yeah, stand stand up to stand up to date. Good man, good man. I think there's a huge amount of excitement around uh, Wendell. He's yeah. he's great. The man's great. So this is where we like to get to know our guests a lot better. If you don't mind, Hank, we'll uh, fire a few questions at you. So first of all, um, how exciting has it been to be part of the Lakeland this season? Uh, so so exciting. I'll, I'll tell you when the uh, when. And going back to last season, last season, we've been to the playoffs every year that we've been in Lakeland, all, all four years. So we've seen a lot of success. Um, the 2020 season, which ended so abruptly due to COVID, I think we had five home games left and maybe eight or nine total. That was, we were, there was so much excitement. You know, we had probably the best chance we had had yet of, uh, of getting a chance to really make a run at the, at the G League title. We had guys like Josh Majet and Emil Jefferson that were on assignment a lot and clicking. We had Melvin Frazier Jr. who was down a lot. He was clicking really well with everybody. We just had a good group that was getting hot at the right time. And we were so, so excited. And then for that season, it gets cut short and like sucked the air out. We were, it was, it was so, it, it was so sad, but totally, totally understandable. We were yeah. just like that, that's going to be one that we're going to look back on. I think that was a season that got away from us. Like that was our, that was one of the best chance chances we had. So when the, it finally came out, you know, the G league bubble was coming down, down here to Orlando, um, getting a chance to go out and, and be a part of that was also super exciting. Um, really, really different season. And there's so many challenges I think that come with being in the G league um, and, and, and playing and coaching at that level. Uh, but getting a chance to see them this year, um, obviously being able to watch them in, be there in person added just a whole different level of excitement to it. Um, getting a chance to uh, be behind the mic for them. Uh, those games were always the ones that I was the most excited about working down there. Um, just because I, I love those guys, love to, love, love to represent well. Um, and then, yeah, seeing what, seeing what they were able to put together they they again this year got hot at the right time really started to put together some some quality wins and uh then you know went into that went into that um tournament the the playoff tournament at a sixth seed not 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 that not that great but we were excited to see what we were going to do we thought we had pretty good matchups depending on how it all shook out and then 
you know, you, those were the three most important games of the season. They really came to play in those. So, uh, so, so exciting. What, what an exciting stretch to feel like we had gotten so close the year before and then to keep that momentum, bring it into this year and then, and then do it big and win the whole thing. Well, it was it was two years before that, wasn't it? Because that before that, I think you, I think Lakin lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then last year you were top of the Eastern Conference when yeah. the hiatus cut the season short. So yeah, yeah, two years back they had uh, they were I think second or third maybe in the conference, and we had one playoff. One of the, the first playoff game was at home, and then they went to play um, the Long Island Nets on the road. <laughs> And lost, uh, I think it was either in overtime or to force overtime. Theo Pinson hit a great shot, and uh, really that that too that that was another uh, great a great opportunity. But then, yeah, last year, right at the top of the East, we were feeling really good, and then yeah, it all just it, we went on that hiatus. So we know that you obviously your main jobs being the PA announcer. Um, when Orlando went into the bubble, when the NBA restarted it was quite well known that a lot of the staff that were part of that small group that went in there had other jobs that they helped out with, like mopping the floors and stuff for teams for the team in practice and stuff like that. Did you have anything like that on top of what you were doing in terms of the PA stuff? Did you, was it quite a close knit group and was there any sort of other jobs that you ended up doing as well that you didn't expect to? Uh, so I, I was pretty fortunate. I was fortunate that I did not have to stay there on campus. Okay. Uh, I live in the Orlando area, so I was able to drive in and out for what I was able to do. Um, but I did help the uh, production company that was helped putting us on. We I, like made all the rosters and helped keep that up to date for everybody. Um, we had spreadsheets and stuff that we kept to update and we would track the transactions because those were still a thing that happened. Right. you know, players getting called up and coming down and this and that. So we would try to keep the rosters updated, but um, I, fortunately for me, it was mostly just getting behind the mic and doing that kind of thing. And it probably helped that I didn't have to stay there on site. I was able to come home and sleep in my own bed at night, which, which was nice. Cool. Cool. I was going to ask you about yeah, how you got into the in-game uh, arena announcing, but you've already answered it. So I'll pivot. Um, so two questions. A, do you get a ring for the Lakeland team winning yeah, I want to do championship? That. Yeah. <laughs> and B, what's your favorite moment watching the Orlando Magic since you've you know grown up in Central Florida? Um, to answer the ring question, that's my question too. That's what I want to know. So <laughs> ring watch 2021. I'm hoping that you know maybe when we start in the fall, that maybe when we have some sort of ceremony. Maybe I'll get something, but um, I'm, I'm just joking. It would be cool to be able to get that, and uh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, Do you want but, us to start a campaign on, the, yeah, on Twitter? Hey, that, <laughs> that would be awesome. Hashtag, hashtag ring for Hank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, uh, but uh, so getting a chance to do that, what, let's talk about some of my favorite magic moments. Yeah. Um, I, I remember... I remember our finals trip. I was in high school, um, getting getting a chance to be um, in the finals. Went to one of the playoff games. Um, I can't remember which 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 series it was in, but got it. Getting a chance to go to one of those playoff games. Um, that atmosphere was just crazy. And I mean, I was already uh, announcing at that point. 
and, and enjoying it. I was, I was in high school, but I remember being in that environment and being like, man, this is something that would be so cool if I could get a chance to be a part of this, something like this one day. And uh, really helped, you know, take me and propel me to that next, to that next point and keep me going in my announcing career. So I just remember that whole, that, that whole year, that whole playoff run um, was so, was really so exciting. Um, and I remember uh, um, two years ago um, going to the playoffs after we hadn't been for so long, um, yeah. matching up against to- uh, then Toronto, now Tampa, uh, and uh, <laughs> everything that uh, the, the excitement again around that was was so cool. Um, so yeah, I just uh, all those all those postseason all the postseason you know trips that we've had those moments like. I remember just being so excited about the build up to that, thinking about like, oh, who are we going to get? What are we going to do? Um, yeah. And, and all that, those, those are some of my favorite moments for sure. Cool. On that, do you get to interact with Paul Porter seeing as he's the magic PA guy? Or... I haven't, I haven't actually had a chance to Paul is really one of the best. And I remember even at uh, when I'm starting at 14 years old, he was really the baseline for what I wanted to try to, um, who I wanted to try to emulate. And so he really was the foundation for so much of my, my style and I've built off of, off of him so much and his example. Um, really, there's not, I, I pay, it's something that I pay attention to a lot when I watch on league paths, you know, around the league. Um, something that I'm really honed in on and we're so fortunate to really have a, an, an elite talent behind the mic. Um, and Paul, he's great. Um, supposedly he's been to a couple of Lakeland games, I think maybe just as a spectator, but I haven't, I haven't had a chance to personally interact with him. I would, I would love to be able to do that. Um, but I get to learn from him just as much when I get a chance to go there to Amway center and sit. Um, I always try to get there real early so I can make sure that I hear all of the, all of the starting lineups, all of the, all of the pregame introductions, because it's it's so similar to what we do down in Lakeland. Um, it's basically a, a copycat version. So I like to be able just to sit, hear what he does, learn from him. He take all that in, um, really enjoy that fan experience so that when it's me behind the mic down there, I know what I'm, you know, the, the feelings, the emotions that I want to try to bring out in those fans that we have down there at RP Funding Center. Awesome. Would, the, would that uh, be the ultimate for you? Take it over from Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the dream. <laughs> I love the honesty. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that. That's that would be that that would be the dream for sure. Central Florida is my home. I, I've grown I've grown up here. Love the magic ever since you know my, my family was here. Um, Shaq was like my first favorite player. So um, getting a chance to um, be a part of, of the magic at all at, at any point, um, even the role I have now, like is such a huge honor, and I'm so appreciative and grateful for the opportunity. And if I had the chance to take it to the next level, continue continue to um, contribute to the Magic family in that way, I mean, that's an absolute dream come true. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I was interested to hear you say that um, you were able to come away from the G League bubble to go home. I was expecting that you would be staying on on site. So I was, go- I was going to kind of ask you around how that worked, but I'm going to pivot as, as, as G did and just say, so how did it work for you with being able to come and go? So we had testing requirements that we had to meet um, for, for, and that, depending on what 
level you were and what tier of access you had, the, the testing requirements were different. But because we had four access, it was pretty frequent. We were testing at least every day. Um, and I didn't work every day, uh, but I would have to have a test on file for the day before if I was gonna work on a day. So if I was gonna announce on a Wednesday afternoon, I'd have to have a test on record for Tuesday. So I would have to um, make a lot of trips down there just to keep my testing up to date. Um, they made it super simple, super easy, and, and very, very quick. They, the, all of the um, league staff, the medical staff, the, even the Disney cast members were all amazing. Um, so they made it super, super simple, but there would be days where I would have to drive down there just to test, and maybe I'd stand in, watch a game wrap up, and go grab some food while I was there. Uh, but I would usually just so I would make sure that I had my testing requirements met. And then on a game day, I would show up around two hours before just to start, you know, printing off stuff and going over things, make sure we have everything, um, everything in order. We didn't have a lot in the means of pregame presentations. We weren't doing a lot of like no. arena reads because there was no one there. Uh, so it was pretty easy leading up to game time. We just had, you know, two hours to get all of our stuff in order, get everything ready. Um, and then, you know, the first thing we would announce was the officials at like five minutes to go or three minutes to go. So we would, uh, so we would get all that ready. Um, I went uh, live on my, on my Facebook during the, during some of the games that I did there, um, just doing some of the starting lineups. Uh, most of them were for Lakeland, but I had a few other games, uh, in the mix there. Um, so I was very fortunate that I didn't have to stay there on campus. I had opportunities to drive in, work the things that I was scheduled for, and then uh, head home. Where I live is about probably 45 minutes from Disney. So getting down there is, is not too bad of a trip at all. I actually live closer to Disney than I do to Lakeland. So it was a, even an easier commute to get there than it would be for our, you know, our regular season games. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. The, the other announcers who worked there were other announcers from around the G League and those guys were super, super professional and super great, but they were stuck there um, interacting with them as the, as, the, as the season sort of went on. I could tell that um, they definitely were a little, I think, fatigued from that bubble lifestyle. Um, they were uh, dreading, I think, being there as, uh, as long as they were. So I was very glad um, looking back on it, that I had a chance to sort of get away and come back with sort of a fresh perspective on all that. How popular were you when uh, you sort of at the end of a game went, right, see you lads. And I'm on home. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine your name was Mud. <laughs> well, I always tried to stick around and make sure that I interacted with everybody. And uh, lots of the, uh, the Lakeland game day staff, like people who run the clocks and the boards and all that, were people who were also working there. So it helped to have good relationships with all those people as well. Um, so being a chance to be there, interact with those guys, I always tried to make sure that uh, I stuck around as long as I could to, you know, be there in the trenches with everybody because it was, it, was it was a long month. It was a long month. I guess it was a good opportunity as well to meet with a lot of people that are doing the same role that you don't actually normally get to meet up with. Yeah, that's, that's another great point. Uh, getting, getting to meet the other announcers, um, there are four of us total working the, the whole thing. Um, so getting a chance to meet uh, with Chris and Kevin and Nick, uh, who uh, Nick announces with Windy City, um, Kevin announces with Greensboro. Um, so I had talked with him before because we're in that same division with them. 
And then uh, Chris works for Oklahoma City. Um, he has a bunch of different roles with them. Um, but getting a chance to meet and interact with those guys, I'm so young. So I get a chance to sit down with them and be like, hey, so what is it like for you guys where you're at? What are some of the things that you do? What is your relationship like with your parent club? How often do you get to do things with them? So just getting a chance to learn from, from those guys and being able to say, you know, hey, you did this really great. I really like that. Uh, maybe you want to say that uh, a little bit differently. But just being able to soak in wisdom from guys who have been doing it, you know, for a long time. All those guys have had some level of NBA experience as well. Okay. So being able to, you know, ask them about what it's like, what are the differences between the G League level and the NBA level as far as, you know, being behind the mic and what that experience is. Um, so it was great just to be able to learn from those guys. And, uh, you know, I, I realized that I'm, that I'm young and I'm still relatively new at this level. Um, so any chance I have to interact with anybody who's done it for a long time at the G League level, let alone the NBA level, I mean, all of the, they were, they were super, super helpful, super gracious, awesome guys to work with, great feedback. And uh, it was a really, really awesome experience for me from a developmental standpoint. So, so we know that COVID's obviously affected every single person on this planet for the last year, year or so. Um, and we've all gone through lockdowns and things like that. What's the one thing that you probably appreciate more now than maybe we all took for granted before all of this, all this started. Yeah, I, uh, well, I, live sports feels like an obvious answer, but it is something that you sort of take yeah. for granted of, not only just from the entertainment perspective, but from an income perspective, it's part of, you know, of my budget and money that, you know, you count on. And when that all gets, you know, pulled out from under you, it can be a, a big shock, but um, so just being able to, to appreciate that in a new way, um, you know, watching, wa watching certain things on, on, on TV, you know, you, you, I love some of the stuff that they tried to do, um, to sort of, you know, make it continue to do it, but nothing beats the real thing. Being able to be back behind the mic live. I mean, nothing, nothing beats that being able to go as a fan to the Amway center and be there and see a game live, even though we're, you know, seated, you know, socially distant apart, nothing beats that. So just those, just those gatherings, those experiences, those opportunities to be able to be together. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely take, taking that for granted and, and have a brand, an all new appreciation for that. Cool. Um, so obviously as part of your job, rule number one is getting a player's name correct. Um, seems to have a bit of difficulty here um, saying a couple of NBA players' names. I'm not saying Giannis. Uh, Victor Oladipo comes to mind, isn't it? Uh, you add yes, an extra row, don't you, Paul? Yes. Um, it's Oladipo, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get me started any... on Hedu. <laughs> yeah. Are there any really difficult ones you've had to say in the, you know, that spring to mind? Uh, or have there been any sort of embarrassing moments? Um, we've had, uh, we've had Kostas onto Takumbo in the G League. So, uh, his, his name comes to mind for sure. Um, but one of the ones from, from the G League level I'll never forget was, uh, was Josh Majette before he was with the Magic as a two way. He played, um, I think for the Hawks, uh, G League, uh, team as well, which was, I think, Erie at the time. Erie. Yeah. Um, so it, I remember him being, him being in town and I had announced him you know, coming into the game. And I had said, Josh Majetti, um, because of the way it was written in the pronunciation guide. 
um, wasn't really that clear and didn't get a, didn't get a good clarification. So said Majetti, and I remember him taking the ball up the court um, as I'm, you know, as I'm finishing up and, and he's getting ready to inbound the ball or whatever. And uh, I'm, so I'm finishing up that call. He was the last game that I said, and I remember, I, I mean, I'm sitting right there. He just turned to me and he goes, Hey, it's Majet. And then just kept on, uh, kept going through the game. So just corrected me right there on the spot. And then ultimately we got, we ended up, you know, getting him and he ended up playing for the magic. And I doubt he probably ever remembers that, but that's one of those things when you get corrected live, especially by a player, you're just like, Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to mess that one up again. No. I, and that name in fairness, you know, we had a player in 2000, 2001, Corey Maggetti. And um, I know it's spelled with an extra one less G or one less T or whatever it is. But when I saw Josh Maget. I, I thought Maggetti, but there we go. Yeah. There we go. So it was, yeah, it was, I, I feel like that one's, uh, that's a complicated one. Maybe a little bit of grace for me on that one, but still don't want to try to get those, get those wrong. Yeah. So un- unfortunately we don't get to see Lakeland games here because we don't have ESPN2, et cetera. We work, you know, we solely rely on um, League Pass to get our magic fix. So mm-hmm. we see some highlights, et cetera. So I was wondering if you'd be so kind um, to maybe give us a, a rendition of, you know, starting lineups. Um, and I don't know, could you, could you introduce us as part of the Lakeland Magic, perhaps? Oh, of course. We can definitely do that. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Um, awesome. Do you guys have a preferred position or number? I mean, I'll need to write this down probably. Yeah. I'm number 68. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, call, you can, and you can call me the elder statesman of the team. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm taking notes. Um, okay, okay. Cool. Mikey, what about you? What, what, uh, what you got? It'd be number one. That's always been my number. Okay. Uh, six one. I'm six one. Call me a, a two guard because G's a bit shorter than me. <laughs> Oh, cheers. Jeez, <laughs> a bit shorter than everybody. Yeah. Thank you. I'm fat. As we found out in the 5K. <laughs> <laughs> it was the concussion, pal. It was the concussion. That's all that was I making know. me slow. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and for me, um, if you could go for number 19, uh, guard uh, from Cardiff, Wales. Um, yeah, that'd be great. And then uh, say uh, when we went over in the pre in the pre uh, in the pre show, but say just say yeah. I'm sorry, I don't get it wrong. Right, no worries. It's Geraint. Yeah. yeah, is that cool? Yep, that's perfect. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <clears throat> okay, all right. I think I've got. I think I've got everything that I need. I no I pressure, need. Hank. This is bigger than the bubble. So good. This is bigger than so the good. bubble. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So, uh, so uh, the arena we play at in Lakeland is the RP Funding Center. You may or may not know, yeah. but that'll be the setting for these starting lineups that we'll do. Um, so I would normally start. We would say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the RP Funding Center here in Lakeland, Florida, for tonight's G League matchup featuring the Erie Bayhawks. And your Lakeland Magic! (laughs) Let's meet tonight's starting lineup. Number 68, the elder statesman of the team, 
Paul Bacon. And number one, the six foot one inch shooting guard, Mikey Clark. And number 19, <laughs> guard from Cardiff, Wales, Garrett Gio. That is brilliant. Amazing. Love it. Thank you. Ah, Superb. Awesome. So fun. So fun. I haven't got a chance to do that in a while. So (laughs) awesome to get a chance to do that for you. So when when we come over to Florida next time and we come to a Lakeland game, we'll be expecting that. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. (laughs) We'll see you there. That is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. So we record next. I can't speak now for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That's done me. Took me legs. Brilliant stuff. So we record next um, on Saturday, the 17th of April. Um, we have a guest magic super fan, Deb Swimmer, hopefully. Fingers crossed that she can uh, join us. We're still waiting on uh, find out for definite, aren't we? So before then, we uh, have four games that we play. Um, I'm going to run through these fairly quickly. So um, we next play on Sunday night, midnight tip in the UK against the Milwaukee Bucks at home. Uh, Bucks have lost three on the trot, third in the East with a 32 and 20 record, uh, 14 and 26 on the road this season. Um as far as the Magic playing the Milwaukee Bucks, the uh, Bucks have won nine of the last ten that we've actually played them. Um, last night they had Giannis, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Dante DiVincenzo, and PJ Tucker out. So we'll see what lineup we actually face on that one. Um, Monday, one AM tip. Back to back for both teams, we play the uh, San Antonio Spurs. They are twelve and twenty-one on the road, and uh, they've lost their last three. Ninth in the West with a twenty-four and twenty-six record. Then on Wednesday, one AM tip here in the UK, so Thursday morning for us, we travel to take on one Nikola Vucevic and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Vucevic has continued with his strong play since the trade uh, but the Bulls have lost seven of their last 10 games 10th in the East 22 and 29 on the season record uh, and we are one and one with them in meetings this season and then we finish up the uh, week with a trip along the I4 don't say it don't say it to play to play in Tampa against What's the name again? Is it Toronto? Toronto Raptors, isn't it? Keep getting confused, G. I know, I know. See the vein. He's getting angry. (laughs) It's there, it's there, isn't it? He's going to be splitting his clothes and going into Hulk notes shortly. (laughs) But uh, we uh, could obviously face Kem. Uh, Raptors are 11th in the East, not having a good season at all. Um, 11 of 25 at home. Uh, they've lost their last two games, and as far as the Magic concerned, since DJ threw that um, brilliant winner in the playoffs in Game One uh, of 2019, we are um, having lost 11 straight to them, which is uh, not not really great going into the game, is it? They've had Lowry, Van Vliet, and Rodney Hood missing, so we'll see again what lineup we get, um, guys predictions for the week um what are your thoughts before you do that paul you need to tell yeah. everyone who got it right last week um 
I thought we scratched it as we missed the Indiana game. <laughs> no, I got it right. Nobody else did. <laughs> I somehow knew you were going to jump in there, Grant. <laughs> yes, let's just mention that uh, for his fourth success of the season, I believe, G, yeah, it, it is one Mr. Jones who uh, predicted correctly that we would lose to Washington. And uh, privately, we had a, a message between us as to who would... Uh, prevail over Indiana and we all went for a loss so uh, G congratulations you did get the re- week right on one and one uh, before I do say oh, it, I want to just oh, thank two. oh sorry I went to yeah um, I just want to thank um, Alan and Gary for stepping in helping out last week much appreciated we'd all gone for one and oh I was absolutely convinced that we would uh, beat the Wizards so uh, shows what I know so Hank, I'm going to come to you. What's your thoughts on the week? Four games that we've got. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's an interesting slate. Um, I like our chances against the Bucks just because of all the injuries. Um, so count that one as a win. Um, I think that uh, we should also get the Spurs, but I think we'll drop the Bulls and the Raptors. So two and two. Cool, cool. Mikey, what are you going with? Seeing as I got told I was glass half full, uh, sorry, half empty. <laughs> half empty, come no, on, mate. Yeah, Mr. No, Pessimist. Cool. Yeah. You're no. depressing us all. I want to be positive. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real. That's all. Um, I'm going to go one in three. I think we're going to beat the Spurs. Okay, interesting. Any reason okay. why? Um, their second half of the schedule with the season's getting more difficult than their first half of the schedule. Obviously, on paper, we should be one of the easier games that they end up playing, but they might actually take the foot off the pedal if they think, yeah, they, if they're going to come in and, and walk all over us. Um, the way we play keeps us in games, especially with with the, as hard as we play lately. Um, so, yeah, I think we just might be able to nick the Spurs game, but we'll see. Cool. The man with the hot streak, G, where are you going? I'm going one and three. But I'm not going where anybody else has gone. I'm saying we beat the Chicago Bulls. Um, I can see Wendell Carter wanting to make a bit of a, you know, a statement um, going back to the United Centre. Vucevic will obviously want to play well against us. Um, But I can see us picking at least one this week and I'd like it to be that one. So I'm plucking for that one. The guys are scrapping, you know, um, trying to play defence, you know, best they can. Uh, And one game, we're going to take, and it's going to be the Chicago Bulls. I think we can win one of the last three at least, can't we? Spur- the Spurs, Bulls, or Raptors. I think we can at least win one of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going two and two. I'm going two and two, and I'm also, I'm with Hank. I'm, I'm taking that we can beat the Bull. Uh, the, we beat Bucks, Milwaukee. Um, I, with their injury issues, with the way we're now playing. I think we've got a chance against them. Um, we've got to break a, a streak like that at some point. And for the same reason, the other win I'm taking is the Raptors. I think we'll uh, prevail in the I-4 battle. Yeah, the it'll, be, it'll be nice to... Sorry, sorry, Hank, you carry on. Oh, the wild card in all these, of course, is what our new 10-day contracts are going to do. So it might Absolutely. be a little bit of an extra spark. And depending on how much, how much run those guys get, could swing one way or the other and uh, might be something that those teams don't really know how to prepare for. So it might give us a little bit of an edge. And it's always nice to beat um, Kyle Lowry, isn't it? Always yeah. great to beat oh, Kyle yeah. Lowry. That's true. Yeah. 
Anytime we can like put one over the fat flopper, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't like the guy. Oh, I really don't like the guy. I, mean, I can't pretend. Although and, uh, without, does. without Aaron Gordon to beef with anymore, then maybe he won't be as he won't yeah, be it, as he usually is. He won't want to play. He won't <laughs> want to play. <laughs> He's got no motivation. <laughs> And Nick Nurse just gets on my on my wires, moaning constantly. There, no, no, I'm not not a fan. So make sure that uh, you check the website OrlandoMagicUK.com. Follow us on our social platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all under the Orlando Magic UK name. If you're shopping, please don't forget to use our affiliate links um, off the website. Um, also Magic UK 10 for a 10% discount on Fanatics and the NBA Store Europe as I say please use our affiliate links it does help pay for what we do here um, but please remember with the uh, discount code some exclusions may apply Hank I've got to say thank you so much for joining us you've been an amazing guest mate absolutely brilliant thanks for having me looking forward to uh, continuing to follow you guys I've followed you guys for a while and We'll continue to follow, and maybe we'll do this again soon. It's, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. Mikey, G, as always, guys, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And until yeah. next time, go magic. Go magic. You've been listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Please subscribe to the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. Check out our website, orlandomagicuk.com, the UK home for fans of the Orlando Magic, and support us by using our links to the official NBA store and Fanatics for your official merchandise, including the NBA, the NFL, and many more. Follow us at Orlando Magic UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Go Magic! <laughs>